Mom. Uh, praise God. Each time we prepare a sermon, whether it's pastor or me or anybody else, we always give the booth our scripture verses. And for some reason, it seems like I can never get it just right. I always got something that's wrong. And tonight, I'm doing it out of New King James. But the system that I use is crosswalk to copy-paste my scriptures. So I got some NIV stuck in there. So I just want to confess it in case you're wondering what's going on. Um, I'm just glad Linda's not in the booth because she would really give me a hard time. (laughs) You just don't know. (laughs) I guarantee you. Mm. Well, this... uh, I was working on my sermon, and boy, you know, I was getting scriptures together, and then this morning I was again watching TBN, and all of a sudden the Lord changed my whole message, and uh, we're going to go a different direction. And before I start, I want to say a, a word of prayer. Lord God, I thank you tonight for the honor and privilege to stand before your people and just uh, speak the word of God. God, I thank you tonight, God, that you're in control of all things, and God, that you're Lord of our lives, and you're the Lord of this church, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that our hearts would be receptive to the things that you have us to receive. I thank you for the anointing that's here tonight, Lord God, and God, that you will speak to every heart. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the title of my sermon is The Last Days. If you've ever been a Christian for very long, you've heard many messages about the last days. Uh, the word is very specific about the return of Christ. Uh, we don't know the day, we don't know the time, but we know that he's coming. Only the Father knows the day and time. But we can determine Christ's return in the light of the word the things that's going on around us. Um, i got two sets of passages I want to read. Uh, speaking of this, 2 Timothy verse, I mean chapter 3, starting with verse 1. But know this, that in the last day, perilous times will come. We are in perilous times. There's no doubt. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, Proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power, his power. And from such people turn away. I don't think there's much that can be said about that. We see this every day. We see it on the news. 
It's on the shows that we watch on TV, if you watch those shows. It is uh, bombarding us. It's everywhere. Second Peter chapter 3, starting with verse 1. Beloved, I will now write to you this, the second epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts and saying, Where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. I may have heard that. Everything's the same. Where is His coming? And they will scoff about the return of Christ. We're in the last days. Matthew 24. Start with verse 1. Jesus left the temple and was walking away when His disciples came up to Him to call His attention to its buildings. Do you see all these things he asked? I tell you the truth, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and says, Tell us, they said, then will, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming I am Christ and will deceive many. You will hear wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. There's no doubt in my heart that we're in the last days. The Word of God is more up to date than the local newspaper, than the radio, than the TV or the Internet. It's happening all, all around us. It will be the Holy Spirit who will woo people into the kingdom. But he will use believers who are willing to be used of God to accomplish this. He will use you. He will use me. And I tell you what, we've got a big task ahead of us. There are a lot of people that are lost in this world. There are people that are dying every day going to a devil's hell. And God has gave us a responsibility to preach the gospel, gave us a responsibility to bring the good news that they don't have to go through all these things. Before Jesus returns, before we see him in the clouds, there is something else that will transpire. It will be the fulfillment of the prophecy spoken by Joel. Acts chapter 2, verse 16 says, But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh 
Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and my maidservants I will pour out of my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. Just as much as all those things that we read in, in, in um, Timothy, 2 Timothy, 2 Peter, and Matthew, well, they gave us proof that all the things are coming on this earth. This too is going to take place upon this earth. There's going to be an outpouring of the power of God upon the church. And it's now. I declare tonight that it's now. It's time for us to be ready for the outpouring. It's time for us to be prepared for what's coming ahead of us. It's not for us to be looking at all the problems and tragedies and all those things that's going on. Now it's time for us to get ourselves ready to do the things that God has called us to do. God desires to pour out His Spirit upon the church and now say more specifically the Ark Fellowship. Understand this, God will pour out His Spirit on us individually and as we come together collectively as the body of Christ. The outpouring starts with me. The outpouring starts with you. And as that outpouring begins with all of us and we come together, we'll see a great move of God within His body. God will not force himself on us. We choose to be a spectator or we choose to be, to be a participator. There will be those who will sit there on the chairs and not do anything. And they will see everything that's going on. But then there will be those who, who want that in their lives. Which one are you tonight? What do you want in your life? Personally, I don't want to sit around and watch. I want to be in whatever God is doing. John 4.23 says, But the hour is coming, now is, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is calling us to become true worshipers. Are you willing to pay the price? Are you willing to do what it takes tonight? It's going to take more than come to church on Sunday mornings, hearing the message, raise your hands and sing. It's going to take more than saying a little prayer before we go to bed and saying prayer over our meals. We're to be worship Him in spirit and in truth. Where we come before Him and worship and praise Him. That we just empty ourselves out to God. God's Word has set a standard for us to live by. 
First Peter 1, verse 15 says, But just as he who has called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy because I am holy. We will be God-like. That's pretty heavy. Be holy like God. How we live our lives. One thing that I think is so important for us that there are things that we allow in our lives that keep us from being all that we can be in Christ. There are things that seem so innocent. But so many Christians, I'm not going to say so many, I know there are some Christians, They'll allow a lie, a little white lie, just kind of roll off their tongue and not think anything about it. You go through the checkout and something happens and you didn't get charged for something and you sit. Boy, that was good. I didn't have to pay for that. Is these little things in our life that hold us back. Know this, God sees all this. And I have to think that it really breaks his heart to see his church, those that he died for, that will do these things. Be holy because I am holy. We must live our life that's holy and acceptable unto Him. It's important that we be clean. Ephesians 5, from verse 25. Paul is comparing the love of a husband for his wife as Christ loved the church. He says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy, and without blemish. Folks, we are the bride that he speaks of. We are to be without spot or wrinkle. We are to be clean. That's the church that he's coming back for. Are we truly clean? Or do we have spots? Do we have our garments wrinkled and we need to get the hot iron 
of the Holy Spirit a hold of it and get the wrinkles out. The purpose of the outpouring of the Spirit is to get us ready. To get the bride ready. We are the bride of Christ. He wants us sanctified and cleansed. He's looking for a bride without spot or wrinkle. We are to be holy and without blemish. I don't believe the bride of Christ is there yet but we will be. But we will be. Romans 12, verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The bride is not ready. There's more to be saved. There's more lives to touch. There are more healings and miracles to take place. There are more people to set free. We need the outpouring of the Spirit of God on our lives. With all my heart, I really feel that now is the time. Just as Paul told Timothy, you've got to stir up that gift within you. We're going to have to stir up the Spirit of God within us. Because he's coming for a church that's ready. A bride that's ready. Are you willing to lay down your life as a living sacrifice tonight? Only that is holy and acceptable unto him. Are you willing to do those things that is holy and acceptable to God? Do you want to be used of God? Do you want to become a true worshiper? Do you want to be a participant of the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit? Well, you can't. It can begin tonight. God's wanting to change us. He's wanting to set us free. And that could only be done through the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He wants you to be able to go to somebody and minister to them. There's too many people there that, that are sitting on the chairs that just they're satisfied. But God is not wanting us to be satisfied.
in that. He wants us to stand up and work for Him. He wants to empower us with His Holy Spirit. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit is more than just speaking in tongues. It's what we do with the power that comes with the Holy Spirit. If we let it lay dormant, or we put it to work for the kingdom of God. The thing is, it's all our choice. God's not going to put your arm behind your back and twist it. He's not going to beat you over the head. In fact, he's not going to even lash out to you with his, with words. But he's going to encourage you to step out. He's going to encourage you to get a hold of the reins and go to work in the kingdom. This was a very short message, but I felt like this is what God had for me. Bow our heads for a second. Lord, tonight I gave out of my heart those things that I felt you wanted me to speak to your people. But Lord, even as I spoke the words, Lord, I ask you even begin in me. Begin your work in me, Lord. And Lord, I just lay this before him tonight. The Lord is up to your Holy Spirit to convince him. To really step out and allow the Holy Spirit to pour into their lives. Thank you, Jesus. First of all, I want us to know if there's anyone here tonight who does not know the Lord. That you never accept Him as your Lord and Savior. You'll do it just by raising your hand. Say, it's me. We're all family tonight. We're all born again. Tonight I'm going to ask you, and, and, and don't respond to this unless you mean it. If you really want God to change your life, to use your life, that you really want that outpouring in your life,
that you're, you're, you're wanting to touch people's lives and you're willing just to lay everything down and say, God, I'll do it. If that's you, I want you to come forward just acknowledging God. I want to be used of God. I want to do what it takes. And don't do it unless you're willing to do the sacrifice in it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you tonight for those that came forward. And Lord, tonight we'll begin something fresh and new in their lives. And God, I want to thank you for what's about to happen to this church. Thank you, Lord. Right now, I just want you just to raise your hand. And as I said for myself while I go, Lord, start with me. I want you to just start praising God. And I want you to worship Him and just commit all that's within you unto God. If you want to be used, He's going to use you. Anything with God starts with a desire. If you really desire to be used of God, if you really desire for that Holy Spirit just to come upon you and pour upon you, it starts with a desire. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, just start with us, Lord. Lord, begin a work in our lives, Lord God. Thank you like we have never experienced, Lord Jesus. God, we've seen some great services here, Lord. Lord, we've seen you just pour down your love upon us, Lord. But, Lord, we desire more from you, Lord God. We want more, Lord God. God, we want to see the fulfillment of those scriptures tonight, Lord, in our lives, Lord. God, you said that we would prophesy, Lord. You said that we would have visions, Lord, that we would dream dreams, Lord. God, that... We would go forth into this world and preach the gospel, Lord. God, that's for us tonight, Lord God. And I come against fear that may try to overcome us and overtake us. We declare in Jesus' name that it shall not be a part. It shall not be a part of my life. It shall not be a part of their life. But in Jesus' name, we will go forth in boldness of the Holy Spirit of God. Lord, we will go into Jerusalem. Lord, we will go into Samaria, Lord. God, we will go into Judah, Lord. God, uh, we will go wherever you call us to go, Lord God. God, I thank you right now for what you're doing in our lives, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Shandarama. Come on, just start praying in the spirits, folks. Oh, Marasita de Vokondari, Sandarabokondari, Sandariandai. Oh, Marisa de Rambokondara, Sila de Mokondara, Hasai. 
Lord, I pray that your anointing would be on each and every one here, Lord God. God, that your anointing, Lord God, just touch every life, Lord Jesus. Lord, that when they go forth, Lord God, and may the Holy Spirit, God, rise within them, Lord. And Lord, that a holy bonus and anointing that will just come forth, Lord. And God, that they will lay hands on the sick, Lord, but then they will recover, Lord. Lord, that they will speak life unto those that are lost, Lord God. God, that they will minister to hearts and lives everywhere, Lord God. Because, Lord, now's the time, Lord. Now's the time, Lord. God, you're coming soon. We know it, Lord. We see it in the Scriptures. Lord, we see it, what's going on around us, Lord. But, Lord, we know that now's the time that you will pour out your Spirit upon all flesh, Lord God. And, God, let it begin right now, right here, Lord God. Lord, let it begin upon those that go to the Ark Fellowship, Lord God. God, may we see the power and the anointing of your Spirit upon us, O oh God. May we see a change in our lives, O oh God. God, we call for people to come in to be saved, Lord God. God, that we will reach out and touch their lives, Lord. God, that we can disciple them, Lord. Lord, that we can send them forth in the, uh, through the power of the anointing of your Holy Spirit, Lord. God, it's time, it's time, it's time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. God, I thank you. God, I thank you for your presence that was here tonight. Lord, I thank you for your great love for us. Lord, I look forward with anticipation to what lays before us. Lord, I believe with all my heart we're going to see such great things. It would be hard to fathom the greatness of them. Thank you, Lord God. God, tonight I pray that your blessing will be upon each and every one that's here. Lord, I pray that your peace will be upon every home. Lord, I pray that your abundance will rest upon every life. Because, God, you're such a great God. And you love us so much. Receive our love tonight, Lord. I ask these things in your wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Pastor, you have anything? Okay. Well, praise God. You're dismissed.